Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. Episode 196, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? My name is Dan, and welcome to the show. Oh, How about that, Steve? Hey, that's some old uh, McFarland Sinatra stuff. Welcome to the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, everybody? Glad to have you here today. Today is Friday, October 7th, and we're here to talk at you because we got some, some fresh new shit to talk about eventually. But what else we're going to do today, Steve? Here's the thing. If my number is right... And it's never right. We're about a month out from your birthday. Uh, one day. Jesus! One day off. One day off. That's okay, though. Because technically, yes, it's a month. Are you ready, Dan? No. And stop okay, it. And I don't right. want to talk I'm about sorry. it anymore. <laughs> Hold up. I'm adding the eighth. I have this thing in my head. For some reason, it's this really insecure man shit that somewhere out there, someone's digging my voice picture and I look way better than I do and that I'm younger. So I try to go with that. It's an ego brush. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then they're going to they're gonna see me be like, wah, 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 wah. voice still nice, though. Look, I, well, here's what I'll say. Every year, add. Here, Are you going to put me in the calendar? Yes, you're now. I'm I don't need to do that with you. It's just in my head and my heart. Because it's, dude, no, it's tax day. It's I don't even think day. about that shit. You don't think you do, but you do. I don't. I'm just really good at dates. Are you? Yeah, I think so. Huh. I mean, well, here's what I'll say. <laughs> maybe not great, but at my friend's birthdays and stuff, the ones I give a shit about, yeah. I'm excited for your birthday, and I'll leave it at that. I will leave it at that. Okay, I good. Leave, leave it at that, thing. please. Please. We are in spooky season day. Yeah. My favorite season. <laughs> I love it. That's just a sample of what you're going to get later in the month, ladies and gentlemen. When a little little known character comes out about once a year, his name's Vampanathan. And then, of course, there's Steve Bloodson as well. Or are we going with a different name this time? Because no, I see I like it's- Bloodson. You like Steve Bloodson? I love Bloodson. Because what I'm seeing right now is Dr. Steven Stein, and I'm kind of digging it. I, you know, I like, I think it's, a, it might be a, my DJ name. Dr. Steven Stein? Yeah. That's nice, dude. I'm a I dance, like I'm a dance. I don't know why I went with that song. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find out what's on my mind. Come and cue me, Dr. Steven Stein. <laughs> I'm sorry about everything, ladies and gentlemen. We're starting the show off on a bad note. I'm singing literally a bad note. Dude, that's not a bad note. It's fantastic, man. Thank you. Thank I, you I love much. it. I love it. Well, how was your week, man? How's your shoulder? Uh, shoulder is recovering nicely. I am bored to shit, Steve. Bored to hell because because I can't go anywhere. That's the thing. I can go for a walk if I want to, but and and honestly, just for the people out there that like to break the rules and shit. Yes, I could technically get in my car and drive somewhere, but in that weird, like slim to none chance that I gotta like swerve or do something crazy. Not even a slim to none chance, really, when you think about it. I could jack my shoulder up and I don't want to do that. You totally and can. I'm honestly being a good boy listening to the, to my wife who's telling me not to do certain things. And this is one of the things I'm not doing. I'm not driving. But as a result, it's making me nuts because I just want I'm bored, dude. I'm home for six weeks. Like, I just want to go and wash my car. Like, I can't wash my car because I mean, I could, but it would take for freaking ever. But I just want to go and take it to get washed or I want to go. 
I don't know, spend some money. Go. I don't even have money to spend right now, actually. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? I just want to go somewhere and do something. And I'm kind of at the mercy of my family right now. Gail, who works from home, is like, yeah, shut up. I'm working. And then, of course, I can't be like bothering the kids. They got shit, too. They're not even kids anymore. They're adults. I'm bothering adults, Steve. You are definitely bothering. Ad- but at least they're willing to help you. Like, I'm sure Benji will just freaking wash your car. Yeah, you know, that's the thing, Steve. You've worked with me for a while now. You know I'm a control freak. You are. Yeah, that ain't happening. But I am getting better. I actually let Ben drive the car. I know you've probably already heard this. but To where, Dan? To San Francisco. He drove the car to San for Francisco. For what? With me in it, of course. We, we, are, we, we went to the Kevin Smith thing. We talked about this already. No, Steve. we did On not. The, kids, if, if you listen to the Patreon. Did, did we not talk about it? We did not talk oh, about it. Oh, because I was leaving. Yes, Dan. That's correct. I forgot about that. Well, shit, there's another thing we can talk about, Steve. Yes! You're really putting in That's work today, sir. That's what I'm sir. trying to like. You're get really that going. putting in work. I, I, you know what? I thank you, sir. I think it's been a great week. Because yeah. that's a big story. It's it's a story. Yeah, we went to. I mean, it's um, surprising that, bro, the your reaction to not only something you got to listen to, but something you watched. That reaction is shocking. Yeah, so it I was kind of shocking. To, it is hugely shocking. I mean, should we talk about it? Yes. <laughs> okay. I guess we will then. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I went to go see Ben and I went to go see the Clerks Three. It's not the premiere because it's already playing in select theaters, but it was the Kevin Smith presentation of Clerks Three at the Castro Street Theater in San Francisco, and it was followed by a Kevin Smith Q and A. Uh, and I've seen enough Kevin Smith movies in my day to know, you know, basically what I'm getting myself into. Absolutely. Wouldn't you agree, Steve? You know, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yes. So. That's what I was expecting. I loved Clerks. That was the first movie that I've ever seen. Most people, I think. uh, Well, I can't say most people because a lot of people are going back retroactively. But that was the first movie that I've seen of Kevin Smith. 1993, 4 or something like that. Jesus. Long time ago, dude. And it was one of those things where I was just in a video store. Remember those, ladies and gentlemen? Video stores? I was in one of those family-owned video stores and I was asking for the new stuff. I can't remember the day, Steve. Was it Tuesday or Friday when we would go and get the new releases? Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yeah. Oh, Tuesday and Friday. That was used to be music. It would be it used to be new music Tuesday, and then it switched switched to like Friday. Blockbuster would always have those Thursday. That's like, right. Yeah. No, no, it was Tuesday because I remember a segment on on um attack. Remember Attack of the Show? I do. And they had a segment called DVD Tuesday. Really? I yeah. Got mine on th- the new releases came from me. They were like they release on Friday, but if you're a member, you got them on Thursday. Maybe they released on friday talked about on i don't remember but it's really not that important anyway yeah so i, I rented that one Buster. go ahead rented that one and uh, took it home watched it just by myself maybe gail was there i can't remember but i remember after watching that movie that was kind of my my uh first little venture honestly my first little venture into like independent films absolutely you know because mm-hmm. the 90s brought us quentin tarantino and such and there was just this little movement there was a popular, it's always, yeah big movement dude. right yeah. it was it, i mean it's always been there but it was just this one thing where it was sort of like on everyone's radar independent yep. film i think absolutely. quentin tarantino really had a lot to do with that and kevin smith for that matter i would say and before that i think spike lee kind of they're like oh, for you sure can just do this absolutely and, but kevin smith man I love Tarantino, but Kevin Smith, dude. Yeah, I've always looked at Spike Lee as a bigger director, I think. And that's why I didn't really include him in that. I know, I agree. I think in the beginning, he was independent. Now, sure, like, they all got to be at some point. Massive. Yeah, he may start making those massive. Whereas only one of these kept kind of doing what he does. Right. 
Kevin Smith has never really stopped doing what he's done. I think there was one movie. Uh, we were trying to remember the name of it. It's just a terrible movie. And the cop out was it? Was it cop out? The one yes, with Bruce Willis. Was, okay, so whoop. we're gonna leave that one out of it. I'm not gonna go through his whole catalog, but I will say, yes. uh, I pretty much liked almost everything he's done, with the exception of Yoga Hosers, which was just terrible. Oi. And are there any other just shit movies by him outside of Cop um, Out? I don't. I guess it's all really trash. just your opinion. Yeah, but I don't think he's done any like, oh, that was just a bad movie. I mean, yeah. Yoga Hosers. We all know why that was bad. It, it was, was just a, a little love letter daughter. to his daughter. That's it. That's That's it. it. And it it's kind bad. of endearing at the same time. Like I give it a slight pass because, you know, I didn't. No one forced me to see this movie. It wasn't advertised as anything better than it was going to be. It was just you kind of saw what you were getting on on the screen. So I don't really fault him for it. And I do think it's kind of endearing that he did make a movie for his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter, for that matter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, you yeah. know, Rose was her name. Was Rose? that Rose? I don't think it's Rose. It's some shit. Lily, maybe. Petunia. I'm calling her Petunia Depp today because I don't remember her name. Go. But I'm pretty sure it has something to do with the flower. But no, anyway, yeah. But you're right. He did not. He has not directed because we're talking about from the beginning. He has Clerks, Small mm-hmm. Rats, Jason Amy, Dogma, J, J. Oh, wait. I'm sure one of the Jay and Silent Bobs were bad. Uh, there was a movie. Was it Jersey Girl? I like Jersey Girl. I would have to go back and watch again because I honestly can't give it a, you know, a true opinion. But I have a feeling I didn't like Jersey Girl. I like I, I dug it. I dug it. I, I, I've never seen, oh, he directed some of the Goldbergs, and uh, we didn't get to see the Prince documentary. It exists, but it just is never going to be released, probably. Yeah, he's done a lot of things, but I'm just, in this case, I'm just referring to his films. Yeah, just to make all it, of them good. Just to make it easy. Yeah, they're all, depending on, you know, it's all about opinion, but personally, I've pretty much liked everything he's ever done. I've followed his career. There's never really been a point in time where I've fallen off of the Kevin Smith train. I've always been a fan. I respect the guy. I do like that whole grassroots thing. And I don't really think anyone does it better than Kevin Smith when it comes to just a grassroots, as far as entertainment goes. Oh, dude. And mind you, since 92, he has not gone more than two years without making a film. Yeah, he. I respect that, dude. His, that work, is ethic nuts, is, dude. his work ethic is incredible, dude. And it he just seems like a, like a genuinely likable guy. And I can take that with me going forward just because I've seen, let's see, I think I've seen Kevin speak. Kevin, we're on a first name basis. See? Of course, you know. Him. Um, I think I've seen him speak four times now. And all of them are really entertaining, man. They're all super entertaining. This one was probably not the best time that I've seen him talking because it was a Q&A and it was right after a film. But I'll get to that in just a second. So what I was getting at is that I've always been a fan of his his movies. But there's never been any of them outside of, say, Clerks and possibly yeah, probably just clerks where I put on a pedestal and okay. kind of had it as a, as like, this is the benchmark. You know what I mean? Yes. And clerks too came along and, and I, it's weird, man. I don't really remember. I know I've seen it, but I don't really remember it as well as I should. I'm actually going to go back and watch it. If you're curious, after I have this conversation with y'all, it's on Showtime right now. You can watch clerks and clerks too on Showtime if you haven't seen them. But uh, anyway, so, you know, it was just one of those things where I, what really happened was I was going to go out of town with my friend, Mike. This was I was supposed to be healed up with my surgery already, but I was postponed a month. And the idea was I was going to drive to Sacramento, pick my boy Mike up and then drive to San Francisco and have a you know a weekend. But uh, it didn't really work out that way because I mentioned I can't drive. So. In a way, even better, no offense, Mike, if you're listening, because I don't really get these opportunities a lot and I really should get them more. And I plan on doing this a lot more often was Ben and I went and it was just so nice because we haven't been out of town 
just like the guys, which is yes. it's kind of shameful. I actually felt pretty bad about that. But as you and I both know, Steve, over the course of like the last decade, I have really worked my ass off and only Absolutely. recently got to the point where it's sort of slowed down. Yes. And I put work in front of anyway, I put work in front of my family a lot for all the right reasons, but it sucks to look back on it. So, yeah, I kind of want to make up for things. So we went to San Francisco and saw this. He drove the car yeah. and it was the first person outside of Gale that's driven that car. I was nervous as shit, but we get to the Castro just on time and we go into this joint and it's just packed, man. It's sold out. I think it was four little over 1400 people in this theater. Very nice. The very nice kind of theaters that you see with like the ornate ceilings and all the, yeah. the uh-huh. good, you know, a theater, an actual theater. And, uh, Kevin comes out and he's talking for a little bit and he's just saying, Hey, listen, you know, um, this is a movie that's really, really important to me. Like I've waited a long time to make this movie. And I think you're going to be surprised at the amount of heart that went into this movie the amount of emotion that you have and who knows you might roll a tear. Now, when Kevin Smith says you might roll a tear, I will say that has just become basically a non-statement to me because he's, he cries at everything, right? I mean, we can both, we can both agree. He cries at everything. So I'm like, okay, Kevin, cool. You know, let's, let's watch the show. And then clerks three comes on. And from the get go, from the first, note of the opening song which was welcome to the black parade by my chemical romance steve i recommend you listen to this song it just we just knew like i had chills because that song is just it's always been a really important song to me not for any particular reason other than just being really good but it gave me the goosebumps as i'm watching it and from the opening note of the of the you know the movie it just dude i don't know what the hell's going on kevin smith made a really really fucking good movie wow (laughs) like I like all of his movies and maybe other people are going to disagree with me. But as someone that has been there since day one with clerks to see what he's done with these characters, it's a continuation of the original characters. And I don't really want to give too much of a, you know, a rundown about the movie because I think it was one of the, I I would have been disappointed if someone had told me, I'll just say that, but what they do with these characters I don't know, man. Like, I think he might have made his most heartfelt movie. And I shit you not when I say there is a point in time in this where, you know what? I really wish I would have had Brian on. Brian has seen this movie. But there was a point in time at this uh, during this film where I don't want to say there wasn't a dry eye in the house, but there were way more people crying than not crying. I will say that. You could hear the sniffles. You heard people talking about it afterwards. You know, um, I was standing and, and the reason being is that it has a lot to do with uh, like mortality. You know what I mean? And, and just aging and looking back on things and, and uh, legacy and, and, and uh, you know, health and all kinds. Of stuff. Just it was like just a very adult version of clerks because they have they're all middle aged men now, you know, and um I, I got to tell you, dude, I, I honestly felt like this was a movie that sets Kevin. What am I trying to say? It sets him almost on a new path. Like he could either just stop now and fade into the sunset or he might have to start applying some more like like emotion into his movies or something. It's really hard to explain. But the but the way like Randall and it's Randall and fucking Dante, Kevin, Kevin, I'm sorry, Steve, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking wow. to all kinds of different people right now. It's fucking yeah. Randall and Dante. Yeah, yeah. Like, we know what we get with that, right? Yes. But this movie is, I'll, I'll just give one little 
uh, premise of the movie and then I'll move along. But what essentially happens is one of the characters uh, has a heart attack. And if you're not familiar with Kevin Smith's story, he had a heart attack probably two years ago, possibly three. The whole pandemic got, jacked me up as far as the timeline goes. But it was either two or three years ago, uh, Kevin Smith's getting ready to go on stage and do one of his Q&As. And he starts having pressure in his chest and he starts feeling very sick. And it turns out, you know, spoilers, he was having like the mother of all heart attacks, the Widowmaker heart attack, the one that can usually kills you. And he made it. So he's changed his life. You know, he's turned his life around. He uh, is a vegan now and he's like way skinnier. You probably have seen if you pay attention, you can tell how skinny is compared to how he used to be. But he's changed his whole way of living. So one thing that Kevin does is he always puts his life into these movies. Again, Steve, we're on first name basis. Of course. (laughs) And so what that is, is like this. If you know the story, one of the characters goes through what he went through. Not so much literally because one was like a pre stand up or pre Q&A. The other one's working in a convenience store. But after that, it's really about what happens now. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of funny considering what we were were just talking about my birthday and everything. But, you know, it's like, what happens now? I'm at this point in my life and I have to take that chance now because we're already on borrowed time. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's, I, I don't know if maybe like you're watching, you're going to go watch this movie and you're like 20 years old, 23 years old. And you're just like, Oh yeah, that was a good movie. But I honestly think that if you're close to our age, close to, if you're in your forties, this movie's going to hit you in a certain way. If you're really a Kevin Smith fan, because it's just, um, it makes you think. So without getting any more into this, I will just say that some shit goes down in this movie that I really was not expecting. Several things go down in this movie that I was not expecting that, that the audience was not expecting. You heard audible. I don't want to call them gasps, but more like egads kind of. Yeah. We'll just say an audible egads. Okay. You know, some groans, not not groans like, ah, but more like, ah, you know, (laughs) and it's just, no one was really, I could tell no one was prepared for that. And when this movie ended, we all gave him like, you know, I was just saying recently, like, who gives a 15 minute standing ovation? Like, who does that? You know, yes. and, and we didn't. But I would say we got close to five minutes of just straight up clapping for this movie. It was really, really fucking. That's good. really cool. Man. You know, and someone's going to come along and be like, hey, it was OK. And I get it. Like we're uh, having a little Facebook conversation right now about the and or and how I just think it's not a good. It's just not good. But it's all a matter of opinion. I'm not here to trash and or. I have my reasons for not caring for it, whatever, but it's just really a matter of opinion. So maybe you're not going to share my opinion, folks, if you watch this. But for me, as a middle aged guy and dealing with the content of what I'm seeing on screen, I mean, dude, it's pretty heavy. Like, honestly, like, I don't know if I can outside of like horror movies that he does, like Red State, if we can call it a horror movie and Tusk. As far as just like realism goes, I think this one gets it like the most out of any of them. And it's just it's it's a wonderful cap to a trilogy like this movie needed to happen if you would have asked me last year hey you want a clerks three i probably limit no i'm good it's fine let's see something else this movie needed to happen and he needed to make this movie and we need to see this movie so uh i will just stop there because a lot of people haven't seen it i was under the impression that it's actually playing in town or most towns and it's not so i i got a feeling we're going to probably see this thing drop to home video very soon maybe prime something like that and I highly recommend you get this one, guys. I'm going to go ahead and give this one. Um, as far as Clerks goes and my you know, my fandom of Clerks and the Kevin Smith, not lore, but his whole little, the, the view is skewniverse, if you will. Uh, I will go ahead and give Clerks an easy four out of five. Snoochie boochies, my friend. So good. So Snoochie good. Snoochie boochies. Yeah. The one thing I will say, though, and, and it's, uh, it's an appearance thing. It's a little bit jarring. 
yes. is that uh, Jason Mewes, who plays Jay, as in Jay and Silent Bob, if you didn't know that already. Uh, some of you may know, most of you probably know that he did have it. Like in real life, he had a drug problem, like a pretty bad drug problem. And if it wasn't for Kevin Smith, I think that guy would be dead. I really, truly think that Jason Mewes would be dead if it wasn't for Kevin Smith, who's just, you know, basically adopted him. And, and he's like a brother to him. And they're, they're, they're close, they're family. And I think he saved his life. But all of his uh, substance abuse that he's done over the years, I don't know exactly what it was. I'd never looked into it. Everyone has their own demons, you know, present party included, uh, has cost him his teeth. So in this one, I didn't notice this in the last movie, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I think this happened in between. I have a feeling the dentist said, you know what, Jay, we got to take the rest of those teeth, buddy, and took them all out and gave him a new set of choppers. And I think they're dentures. I'm pretty sure they're dentures. They're very chiclet style, very bright. Uh, if you have seen Friends and you know the Ross episode with the with the brightening of the teeth, yeah, very, very close to that. And it's kind of jarring. But other than that, I absolutely love this movie. And I think that it's just full of surprises. And I can't wait for you guys to see it. Uh, not like I made it or anything, but I would love to talk about it with you. So if you go and see Clerks 3 anytime soon, let me know what you think. Because honestly, I had tears in my eyes at a certain couple of parts, but one part in particular. And uh, I'm very curious what y'all think about it. But it was a great time, Steve. Other than, so you know, so we, we, we do that. Uh, we caught the Q&A. Q&A was fine. I was so moved by this movie, I was going to get up and go and ask a question. But I lagged. And I think that was just a, uh, you know, I could be on this microphone as much as you want me to. But be, I'm not good at public speaking. And I think it was this little hesitance that got me, that uh, cost me my time there. Because I saw them put the microphone up. It was, the lights were still going. The credits were still rolling. And I'm like, I'm going to go up there and wait. But part of me is like, well, you don't want to stand up. What if someone wants to see the credit? You know what I mean? I'm trying to be like oh, courteous yeah, at the same time. Nice, yeah. But that hesitance, that little moment of hesitance, all of a sudden, like 30 people jumped in line. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not asking a question this time. But what I really wanted to ask him was like, you know, you've made these movies. You've been with these people. You know their story. And you know the actor's talent and capability. Absolutely. How the hell did you get? I'm going to give a special credit to Brian O'Halloran who plays Dante in Clerks. Mm -hmm. How the hell did you get that performance out of Brian O'Halloran? I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but Dante is who Dante is, you know, yes. and we've had, you know, almost 30 years of, I'm not even supposed to be here today. That basically is Dante <laughs> in, now, in a nutshell. Yeah. That's Dante's character and uh, what they do with his character and his acting, uh, Brian O'Halloran's acting. It's I was seriously impressed. I will say that. I was seriously okay. impressed. And I really want you to see this movie, man. I mean, even if we just talk about it on the phone, not on the pot, I'm very curious what you think. Because I think you're going to love it. Would you say that this was Dante's peak? <laughs> or was it Dante's Inferno? We don't hey! know what's, we don't know what's going knows? on, Steve. <laughs> you know? There is a line. Well, I won't say. There is a line okay. that, that goes very close to what we just talked about right now. But I'm not okay. saying any more about this movie. But by all means, I give a high. I'm going to check it out. Yes. Go see it. I give high, high praise to Clerks 3. Well, speaking Absolutely. of, speaking of um, Kevin Smith, recently he was asked what the chances are of the Prince documentary he made emerging. And he said, quote, very high. The director of OJ Made in America is making a documentary for Netflix and came to the house to interview me. When they went to the vaults after Prince died, they found so much unreleased music and so many music videos, but the only footage of him talking was the one I shot. It's extraordinary. He acts differently to how he ever acted his entire life, and he talked for hours and hours. It looks like it's finally going to see the light. I can't wait. If he talks for hours and hours, could you imagine the conversation that must have happened? 
And Kevin Smith has a gift for getting people to like gab. He's almost like a Howard Stern that way. For real. That's I think that's the podcast people want to hear. Him interviewing like even and Rogan's a complete idiot. And he and Rogan had some great conversations back in the day. But he it almost smelled it seemed like Kevin could smell where Rogan was going. <laughs> Cause there'd be times where Kevin was like, What? Like, okay, like he could smell where Rogan was heading. But he, I mean, he can get great conversation out of anyone. I would love to see an interview, hear an interview podcast with Kevin Smith just interviewing different independent or uh, character actors and just talking. It would be fantastic. I'd be listening day one. Oh, dude, come the on. The man I, has the gift of gab. He could talk for hours. Now, I get, I mean, I think the only reason he's going so, like, maybe keeping it to two hours or an hour and a half nowadays is because. He's not 20-something years, 30 years old anymore. He used to have stamina where he would just wipe sweat from his brow and just wax poetic for hours and hours. And he also told all those stories already. Those stories are done now. That's the thing. He's told a lot of the stories. But I will say that there was a curfew issue. Even though it was a Friday night, there was a curfew issue with this particular theater. So he did mention that. He's like, God, I almost, you know, there was times where I wanted to turn on just the audio of my, like do an audio recording yes. just for some, you know, to fill in when we're talking. Oh, this is what he said about that. But, you know, I, I, I don't no, think they were, they were discouraging that. Let's just say that. So I, I didn't want to do that to him. Well, yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. Well, I'm a professional here, Steve. You know what I mean? I love the fact that you got to see it and I'm happy that you had a good time. I had a great time, but it was even better hanging out with my son, who, which was, it was a trip that was long overdue. And you know, what has been really cool lately over the last, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're close. We're very close, but over the, since Friday, we've just been buddies. Like we've just been freaking buddies lately. It's just, it's kind of cool, man. I don't know. Like we, I think we needed an adult trip. Do you know what I'm saying? To, to, yeah, I can't explain what I'm, what I'm, it was very, uh, it moved me hanging out with my son this weekend. It was, it was a really pleasant thing. That is beautiful. Even I'm with so like happy. bad stuff that, ha- thank you, Steve. Even with like bad stuff that happened afterwards, it's still made for a great trip because this weekend was very expensive. It cost me, it cost me a lot of money. And I, I do want to talk about money in a second. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, but I'll just tell you what happened afterwards. So prior to, you know, going into the theater, we got there right on time, like minutes before the thing started. And we were looking for parking. And if you've been to San Francisco or any big city and you're yes. in a hurry, you know that this is just an impossibility most of the time. So consequently, we ended up parking probably three blocks away and quite uphill. And uh, so I didn't know this, and, and a lot of people did, and I'm sure you're, people are going to roll their eyes at me right now, but I guess I just don't really park on a lot of hills anymore. And uh, so if you, because if, I've asked a couple of people this question, a few people actually, several, and some of them got this wrong. So I guess I'll go ahead and just let y'all know. I got it super wrong. Uh, yeah, you did. That's right. I'll let y'all know just because I want to save you, at least in San Francisco, $61. Uh, if you're parking on a very steep hill, and I don't, all you know does right now, just kiss my ass. If you're parking on a steep hill and you're going uphill, you need to turn your, your uh, steering wheel or your wheels a certain direction. I was always under the impression that you turn your steering wheel towards the curb, putting the front of the tire towards the curb. And in my, you know, my way of thinking is, is that if for some reason the, the emergency brake was to release or something like that and the car gets out of control, it is going to basically roll itself into the curb, right? Or away yeah, from traffic. Absolutely. Let's say that. Not the case, apparently. Uh, you ha- you want to go, you want to turn your steering wheel to the left, 
And I'm still trying to work out the logistics on that shit, but that's really, the, that's it. So if you're going to the city, if you're parking on a you know big steep hill this weekend, you're welcome. If you didn't know this, park away, like turn your wheel to the left towards the driver's side. That is so weird. Yeah, but it cost me $61. And, and I didn't even notice this other part yet. I'll, I'll get to this to because it's, it's a capper. Okay. So I noticed when we got to our hotel that there was something on the windshield. I'm like, oh, snap, what's that? And of course, it's, it was the ticket, the citation. I go, I go, no big deal. I told Ben to hang out for a second. I was going to go and check into the hotel at the Hilton in San Francisco. And, you know, I'd be right back. We'd park the car. We'd head up. He's not a night owl. So he was already getting tired. I go into the lobby and two days prior, I'd actually gone on Priceline and I'm going to call him out. Fucking Priceline. And I booked my room. I remember looking at the confirmation before I hit submit and it was saying this day to this day, Friday to Saturday. Yes, that's what I want. Hit it. Everything was good to go. Get to the lobby, however, and I'm informed that it was for the night before. Now, Priceline is a huge middle finger to anyone that's you know trying to get anything done. So we'll take all the long part out of it and just give you the short version. What ended up happening was they ended up denying my like not even giving me a refund or a credit. They just went, well, you guess you're just asked out of 200 bucks for the night. And I ended up because, uh, I, again, I can't drive and it was pretty late and I didn't really want to put Ben in the position of having to drive home late at night. You know what I mean? Uh, not that it can't be done, but it was just a thing where we really weren't planning on leaving anyway. And it kind of would have put a, a, a damper on the evening. Uh, I ended up having to buy the room again or rent the room again. So I spent hey. a, with parking for one night in a, just a, you know, a two bed, nice room, but two, uh, full beds. That's it. It cost me a total of four hundred and fifty dollars to get that this stuff. So much. Money, <laughs> Thank you, American Express. But yeah, it was. It was. I didn't want to let it ruin my night because I, you know, in the past, I, I will admit that if my stress gets a little too much, it starts to like radiate, and Ben just gets super uncomfortable like that. You know, I guess I could say I could. I have a tendency to be an asshole if I get too out of control with it. So I was really trying to tone it down. Like this has been such a nice night. He, you know, and that's the thing too is. As a father, it's it's so great to hear your your adult, you know, your twenty three year old kid talking about. Man, this was this was great. Thank you. I had such a, a great that time. That is so wonderful. I man. love hanging out with you, Dad. And you know, it just it really really warmed my heart. So I didn't want to be like, well, that's all said and done. Now, fuck it, we're going. You know, <laughs> oh for sure, that. man. You so don't want to be that guy. Yeah. No, so I just ate it. I just ate the money, and and uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad that we did. You know, uh, we we left fairly early the next day, but uh, we still had a really great time. And like I said, we've just been kind of being more we're very very close but we've just been more buddies lately and i love it and i hope it lasts that's beautiful man yeah but then thank you but i just want to address this real quick and then i'll move along i'm not going to make a big deal about this but um just the other day it's been a very expensive week just the other day i took my dog to the vet because we had him groomed and after having him groomed i noticed that he had this like uh like the size of a very large grape Picture your large grape you've eaten, Steve, that size. And it was like on his rectum, you know, and it looked it, it looked jacked up. We were, I was walking him and I went, oh shit, what's that? So I took him to the vet and, and everything that we'd I'd read about and what even just upon like before they even examined, it was really heading towards like, you know, anal glands. It's gross to talk about, but I talk yes. about all kinds of crazy shit. Expressing yes. dogs, anal glands. They can, they got to squeeze that shit out literally. So they were like, oh yeah, it's probably just an anal gland issue. And I'm like, okay, cool. And it turns out that it is actually a mass on his rectum and they need to get it surgically removed. And they're talking about it, it's doing it very quickly because it's 
seems to be rapidly growing. I didn't notice this thing before, but the thing is, is that if they excise it, they take it, they take it out. They can still stitch the skin back together. Now think of the area. You know what I'm saying? Ouch. They can still stitch the skin back together where it'll be fine if we act quickly. If we wait and this thing gets bigger, it's actually going to change this whole like uh, blueprint, yes, if you will. I've got you. So, and then the other thing is too is that we don't know if it's cancerous. Uh, they want it, They have to get a biopsy. And this is the situation where I've told myself this, Steve, so many times, so many times in the past. Like, well, that should have, you know, because it's easy to say. But it's like, well, if that ever happened, I guess I'm just going to have to euthanize the dog. Nope, that's not the case. So they gave us, uh, I'm not going to get into the financial part of this, but they gave us a very high quote, a worst case and best case scenario. And unfortunately, it seems like we're going towards the worst case scenario. I didn't know what to do. We start panicking because I'm on disability right now and, and I'll spare you all the, the, the boo-hoos about it. But it, it, it's just a, a situation where, you know, we weren't prepared for this kind of a financial hit at this time of the year with my current working situation. It just, it just was like, wow, what are we going to do? So we ended up doing something that I, I, you got to understand me. I think if you've listened to the show long enough and I know Steve knows this about me, if you know me in general, I'm a very prideful person. I don't like asking people for shit. I don't like, I just don't, I don't want to put myself into that situation. I'm happy to help people that are in situations like that. But for me personally, I don't like asking for help. And I mean, that's just a dumb pride thing, but we actually ended up going with like a GoFundMe thing. And I'm not going to, you know, ask you for any money folks right now. I'm just letting you know that it's out there. And I wanted to, uh, particularly to our listeners who, who really stepped up they helped us out quite a bit and we're on our way to getting him back to health. So thank you so much, everyone. I just know, you know, from the bottom of my heart that again, I'll say it again. I, this is so out of my comfort zone to ask for financial help because you know, I, I I'll be honest, I do. Okay. It's just that right now we are really going through, it's been a crazy year and right now money is just super, super tight. And if they're being like, Hey, you got to get this done right away. It was going to be very hard for us to do. So, you know, we haven't met a goal, but we are well on our way. And I just, again, just from the bottom of my heart, my family's heart, and from my little buddy Baxter, thank you so much. Anyone that stepped up, I just, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I'm going to move along, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It just, it just warms my heart. All right. So awesome. I'll stop talking. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I hate it because I didn't want to slip in a, hey, and if you go to this website, I'm not doing that. I no, just no, wanted no, no, to no. thank everyone. Absolutely, man. We all are we all are rooting for Baxter. He's such a good boy. I mean, like if you've heard me on this show, make no mistake, this dog is an asshole when it comes to certain things like barking at certain times. You don't want him barking or, you know, being a dog, getting in the shit he shouldn't be getting into or whatever. But end of the day, this dog is all heart. He's such a great little pup and he brings a lot of joy to this house. And, you know, getting back to the whole like I've always told myself, ah, maybe we'll just have to euthanize or whatever. It's certainly was a lot easier to say than to do. And of when, you, when, you know, and then I see the look on my daughter and my wife's face when we're dealing with that subject, it was hard, man. So I guess never say never, you know, <laughs> no one knows. Like, I think that's a thing that when people get pets, they need to really consider where like, okay, this pet is, it's, you know, food, this, yeah. and this and that really consider, do you have the money later on if something happens? Yeah. That's because the thing. That's a consideration, and that I think uh, now vet bills are getting like ridiculous, mm-hmm. where it could get up in the thousands, and, and it did, yeah, multi thousands, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Because, because I, in your brain you think, oh, pet, 
Yeah. Oh, it will be like six hundred dollars is a bad. They're like, oh no 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 no. Shit, six hundred dollars is a blessing. I'd be like, exactly. thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. People need to understand that taking care of a dog isn't just food and all this no. stuff. It's also something. It could be as simple as his paw getting caught in something, and now right. you're two thousand dollars. And and rightfully so. I did have a few people go because you know you see the goal on there. and They're like, really? I'm like, look, I'm going off of what these people told me. And they give you this quote and they're like, it could be this or this. And you already know the low end. No, that's not. That's because of what you already told me, Doc. This isn't, I'm not even on the low end. I don't even know why you're putting it there. No way, dude. So, you know, it has a lot to do with just anesthesia and biopsy and, you know, lab work and flu- fluids of all things are crazy of expensive. Course. I could not believe it. Um, but on top of that, he has like some infected teeth that we weren't really uh-huh. aware of. We had, he had a bit of a, a funk coming out the breath. Okay. She noticed it right away. And uh, so she brings it up. She's like, look, I don't want to like add on to this, but he's got some very infected teeth. And you uh, should have been like, hey, you're an infected tooth. Your That's mom's an infected tooth. Exactly. That's what Let I told her. No, dude. What uh-huh. are we doing? And then Sarah was all bitch. And I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sarah was with me, you know, saving the day. Of course. And then you get back to, okay, no, but for real, how much? Yeah, you I'm just, just joking with you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> lay it on me <laughs> but so her logic was look you know you can split this up but admittedly baxter's not an, an ancient dog but he's an older dog he's a little on the older side and and they're like look you don't really want to and i agree with this 100 and i i feel this way about me i felt this way when i went under with anesthesia they're like you really don't want to do it twice if you can avoid it you know what i'm saying yeah, because the whole process is just going to get that much more expensive anyway. So like, we you should really should like it's up to you, but you really should, like this needs to be done. But you should try to do this all at once. So that's kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying did to get they, this did, dog did back. Did you talk to them? Like, do you have a six hundred ten dollar payment plan so I could pay ten dollars six hundred? You're joking, but I was like, do you have a payment plan? They're like. <laughs> No, you silly bastard. See, nah. that's the thing. Some places do have an installment situation. I would think that would be the case. I mean, particularly since we could do it with doctor's offices. But if you think about it, that's usually when you're insured. Ah. You know? Sure. If insurance yeah. is going to pay X amount, yeah, sure. Well, you go ahead and make your payments. But there's, we don't, another thing, another word to the wise. And yes. um, Rob Forrest brought this up to me today, but I was already aware of it. But since he brought it up today, I thought I would mention it. Yeah, guys, I can't recommend this enough. If you have a new pup or a young pup and they're doing fine, seriously look into animal insurance, like pet insurance, because it really would have helped us out a lot. Yeah, we have it at our place of work. I'm going to look into it. It doesn't matter now because it's just of their age. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, when, uh, remember Penny, Steve, my, my fictitious dog? Uh-huh. If Penny ever comes into the picture or when she comes into the picture, uh, we will definitely have Penny insured. <laughs> your fictitious dog. My fictitious dog. I Penny. remember at one She's point wonderful. Like, I'm looking now. You're like, you, you, I remember a while back. You're like, oh, we're not. Well, here. it's not that. I mean, think about it. I'm not going to go out and spend money on a dog when I got all this other stuff. That's the thing, folks, is that I, I'm probably over explaining this just because of, again, my pride. But I do OK. I will say that. Unfortunately, we've just made a whole bunch of financial decisions and the timing is just absolute shit. So that's where this comes from. So. Anyway, I don't want to take this any any longer. I'm not even pandering. I just wanted to thank the people that are listening right now that did donate. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. Absolutely. What what? what so I know during the time that you've been convalescing, you've had nothing but a wonderful amount of spare time to watch some shows. What have you been watching? You know, the thing is, Steve, is that a lot of it has been rewatching stuff. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know why I haven't been on this big like I'm gonna watch every new fucking thing that's coming out, but I have watched some new shit. Yeah, Clerks okay. would be one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that uh, we could talk about, which is not new, but is ongoing, and I've got strong opinions on it, would be the uh, continued series of She Hulk, Attorney at Law, starring the lovely Tatiana Maslany. Okay, I'm gonna say something. I must say something. The other week I said that this this show is I didn't say trash. You might have. I think maybe I not on Mike. Maybe not on yes, Mike, but I think you did Mike. call it trash. Because I thought it was kind of slow going. In the last two episodes, it's won me back. Yeah. It's won me back. <laughs> In today's, I guess I don't get on folks, first of all, don't listen to people on Twitter. Because everyone's mad at a certain thing. I'm not going to even, because I don't want y'all searching it. But it has become a just, everyone's offended that someone did something. And it's not, when I watched it, it was no big thing to me. I thought this last two episodes were fantastic. I thought they were really fun. And now I get Dan's thing. (laughs) I think I know what you're going to (laughs) say. Go ahead, Steve. I get it. I, I get the 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 green attraction. I don't understand it. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not a weird fetishy thing. No, but no, no, no. They've no, managed no, no, no. to make a CGI character that is very attractive. There we go. And green like, and six foot five or seven foot five or whoever tall she is. But uh, yeah, you know what's really funny to me though? I was thinking about this this morning as we were watching it. Ben and I, my buddy, as we were watching it, I was thinking about you because there's been several instances where you have mentioned. You're like, oh, it's the hair, huh? It's the hair, huh? And I thought about it. I'm like, wait a second. Don't put your words in my mouth, Stephen. <laughs> it's I the it hair the that's doing hair. it for you. Like, it, But the thing is, I don't find her attractive. I finally just saw him like, oh, I see it before. I couldn't even see how you did. Yeah, I'm well, like, I don't get it. But now I was like, oh, okay. And let's not get too serious about this here. I'm not... Uh, no, writing no, no. love letters to She-Hulk no, or anything like that. I just no. think that they managed to make a, a CGI character that was actually attractive. Now, you see these kind of things in like... Uh, well, you know, I do 3D printing and shit. So you see oh, a lot of like fan art. And to me, that shit's weird. Yeah. There's a lot of like, oh, look at Velma with these big old booming titties in her, in her, uh, the soles of her feet are showing. And her, like, seriously, That's like, like there's, you know, what do they call them? Like dioramas? Yes. That you can print that people put up there. And it's just like saying, I am a weird old dude. That's all that is saying right there. I'm just a Don't weird guy. Do- I'm a weird dude. Don't date me. And I'm completely obsessed with cartoon characters having massive titties. And and it's just it's it's just kind of weird. So it's not I'm not going down that route. I was just saying I think that they made her pretty attractive. And, you know, if I was a CGI character, I'd hit it. The CGI is still really bad. (laughs) It's it's shot. It's weird, though. That's the thing with She-Hulk is that it's it looks really good sometimes. And then she'll start moving. And there's this thing she does, and maybe you uh, watch it the next time. It's usually like when she's walking and talking, and it's like, you know, they're trying to show expression. So she's like moving her hands as she talks, like anyone does when they're talking. Yes. But it looks so weird. It looks like it's out of a video game. And I, so I do see, yeah, it, it goes from like really good CGI to like, oof, what happened right there? But the fact that it can overcome that in my brain shows that it's such a good show. Um, I just, I just think they're doing a a good job of a, I mean, it's gonna, it's like I I told you on the phone, it's not a situation where it's fantastic. It's just one of the most watchable. It's like, oh, this is fun. 
It's a perfectly like I'll do other stuff and watch the show. I'm like, oh, this is fine. It's not as bad as I thought it was. It's, I don't even think it's a bad show. I think it's totally watchable. All right. I got a hot take for you. Oh, boy. I will go as far as saying, and I mean this. I've actually, okay. th- I shouldn't, I won't even call it a hot take. I've thought about this. Okay. I will put it up there. It's, it's got to be top for me right now. Uh-huh. Top two, if not my favorite MCU show. Now, hear me out before you say anything. No doubt, no doubt. I personally, I love M- the MCU. I mean, I think we've we've established that, yes. you know. But I'm also critical, mm-hmm. especially if you just keep hammering out shit like they do. I'm critical, much yes. like Star Wars and Andor. Sorry, I'm not feeling it. But I just don't think that every single show or movie or whatever has to be so serious all the time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And not that the MCU is serious, but there are those times where they're still trying to figure And I think people know what I'm talking about. They're still kind of trying to figure out like, where do we throw the joke in? How do we lighten it up a little bit to keep it Disney and child friendly and stuff? And she Hulk is like, fuck you. This show is for adults. Like there's sex happening on this Absolutely. show. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they've, I think they've talked about drugs and it's not like you need sex and drugs. And let's, let's throw in rock and roll too. profanity. Yeah. It's not, yeah. I'm not like, yeah, that's a Dan show. It's just that, I really appreciate that the makers of the she of she Hulk attorney at law went, you know what? Cool. We're going to go ahead and take your template of what you need and require for an MCU series, but we're going to go ahead and do our own thing. And we're going to make this more of a comedy, not even a comedy drama, just a comedy, a courtroom comedy to be, to be more specific with fourth wall breaking. And somehow it's working so freaking well, it is really working well now to say that I'm a fan of Tatiana Maslany would be an understatement. I think she's incredible, but particularly, and I, and I, I've only seen her in several things. Like I've watched orphan black. I watched the first season of orphan black, but it was a million years ago. And then I fell off for whatever reason, probably because I was talking about other things, but I want to go back and watch it by the way. Uh, but I've always liked her in that, but seeing her in this, I think it's Jen Walters that I really like. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just love the character of Jen Walters. And I like that she's kind of like not necessarily an underdog because she has her shit together and she has no problems ever handling the issue at hand. But she's just so different from any of the characters that I've personally that I can think of right now in the MCU. I think she's probably one of the most charming. And I really, truly think she might be one of the because Steve, you want to talk about this. I do think she might be the most likable character in the MCU to me right now. Okay. All right. But you sounded like you had to. No, I couldn't really think because when we're talking about we're, we're leaving out, we're only talking about like Avenger, no Star Wars, nothing like that. No, no, no. Just MCU. Okay. Um, I mean. Now, look real quick. Just in case you go down this direction. Everyone loves Tony Stark. Truly not a likable guy. If you think about it. Like, you know, if you're cool with them, cool. But Tony Stark's kind of a dick at the same time, too, you know. But please. Not that we have you. I, I'm like, prove me wrong. No, 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 I'm just thinking about all the characters that I've run into in the MCU. Yeah, because your tone changed when I said that. You're like, OK, I can't wait to talk about this. So I am very curious since you brought it up. Like, yeah, who's more likable? Um, some would probably say something cute like Groot. Eh. They no love. substance. There's no substance. There. <laughs> you know? Yes, you're Groot. I get it. Thanks. Um, some would probably, and you know I don't agree with Chris Pratt's character. I'm not into him. No, all. I'm so over Star-Lord. Dude. Still dude, pissed about dude. his whole fuck up in the Infinity War. 
Uh, oh, wait. You know who would people say? It's over. Uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that, too. Yeah, I think he's more like... Possibly he's Spider-Man. Adorable. Okay. okay, and then also, to be fair, I'll throw Wong in the mix. Oh, yeah. Because Wong's fantastic. That's right. So, I, you know... Again, there's, you know, I, I I, I'm, picked, I'm thinking of Johnny Bucks right now because I know he hates to like rank things, particularly with the MCU. He just drives him crazy. But come on. But maybe I'll I don't know. No, I think she's right now for me. She is the most likable character. I just okay, love fair. her whole. I love that she's flawed. I love that she's insecure about shit. Yet at the same time, she's uh, she does have a level of confidence because she knows what she's capable of being. I totally. I, but I she's think, also like yeah. a little sex maniac, too. That's the I, funny part about it. And I think that's something that we have. Um. Not that I require that, but if we're going to talk about sex in the MCU to do it, like how they're doing it versus how they did it in say Eternals night and day. I, t- and you know what I would say she is, she's definitely one of the more likable. I probably still put Spidey only cause he just had so many moments where he's like, Hey guy, like he's just a likable kid. And we're also have what, uh, let's just at least five movies of Spidey. Yes. And from jump, he was just a likable. Ex- Remember yeah. when, like, he caught the the shield and kind of looked around? It was like, "Hey, you're like, yeah. oh, this guy is fish just- out of water kind of stuff." At oh, the beginning. yeah, he's he's a nat. It's just a for sure. Love Tom thing. Holland. I do yes. love Tom Holland. But again, we're talking the course of five movies with him to really get to to know and love Tom Holland. But you loved him from jump. I did. I did. Yeah, we all but- loved him from the from snapped up fingers. They're like, oh, he's yeah. Spider Man. It's not even like I'm trying to like debate with no, you. No, I'm no, just, no, I'm no. just saying we've had five movies to. Kind kind of fall in love with Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Wong and whoever, you know, whoever else. But Wong, now we've got just as likable. He's as like, he's getting more and more likable though. Okay, now you put him together fair. with, uh, what was her name? Miranda with a Y and an M, but now where you think Dude, <laughs> you that put, was really good. You put those two together and you've got something incredible. I really hope that they give Wong a show and she's part of it just to some degree. Oh, I really think I would. And do you, let me ask you something. Do you think anyone got mad? Hypothetically, anyone got mad at the Soprano spoiler? You know, it annoyed me a little bit and I know what's going to really? happen. <laughs> Only because it's, well, you know, we always say that like, fuck you. This thing's 10 years old. We're doing spoilers. Yeah, it's, it's real. It's like 20 but at the, years old. Okay. But at the same, and it's our fault for, for taking, you know, prolonging the issue. But I have Gail watching Game of Thrones finally right now. Yeah. We're in she season. Oh, she loves it. Okay. We're in, it's a little too violent for her, but she's Ooh. like, I heard her talking about it with her coworkers the other day. I'm like, oh, we got her. We got and her. The she's disappointment in. she is going to feel. I know. And I don't want to say anything. Because oh, <laughs> if I do, she seems like, okay, then I'm out. That's just her. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm it's done. It's worth leaving now, though. It I'm is worth gonna, it. I can't tell her that, though. I, I know, but man, that last. Se- oh, what if she's the one that's just like, it ended perfectly, though? What she if might. she's like, Perfect. And, and and if that's the case, then I'm Perfect. happy that's for That's great, dude. That's great. Yeah, I'm happy for you, you know, but even I, someone that went in and binged the entire series within Man, the course so mad, of a, a month, maybe a month and a half, something like that. It was you really like, quick. What the hell was this? Yeah, but I was watching it so fast that I, you know, like, and I know this now on upon rewatches that I was missing all kinds of shit because I was just yeah. blasting through it to stay in the conversation. I wanted to catch up so we could talk about Game of Thrones on the show. Oh, yeah. And, and that was the quickest dip I've ever experienced on any show ever. It was the most. And you know what the funny thing is? I heard that. They something they did such a bad job because they they I guess they stopped making uh, Game of Thrones. What was their name? Lindelof. Damon Lindelof. Yeah. And DB Weiss, I think. 
They were they got a deal to make another show, which is why that it dropped off so quick, and it dropped off so bad that they lost the deal of the other show mm. because it in they're like, oh my god, the way that season eight goes, it's like uh, looking at a chart for like stocks, dude, and then something happens, and then the stocks just fucking plummet. Holy crap! That's kind of how this, and I don't want to tell her. <laughs> I don't because don't. she's totally unaware. She has no idea of, of like. But I heard you know, like everyone thing. talks. They don't know how to end anything. They're yeah, like, but like not regret. But what I'm saying is, you know, like um, everyone talks about how Lost did the same yes. thing. Uh-huh. She's aware of that because she watched that whole thing, and she's still like fucking Lost. You know, <laughs> like like we started rewatching Lost, and she got to the point where she's like, you know what? Uh, we know what's going to happen, <laughs> and I'm like, but yeah, I'm kind of into it again. Again, I'm re- I'm noticing things I didn't notice before, so I don't really want to do that to her because was that a worse ending than this, or was it about the same? Yeah, I, you know what? I'll tell you when I'm done. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Because I now that I'm so invested in Game of Thrones and I'm really paying attention to it and I'm like, you know, comparing it to like shit in the book and stuff like that, I'm very much into it. So uh, let's see what happens this time around. Is Gwendolyn winning you over as Wonder Woman yet? No. Okay. Not not even a little bit. I think you're insane. <laughs> Honestly, there's a place for her in the hero world for sure. But Wonder Woman, nah, you're being ridiculous. Stop. You know, it. it's, it's interesting that Hulk, she, it's supposed to be a massive being. That means Shaq is a massive being because he just walks around at seven. How tall is uh, Shaq? Seven three. And she's seven five, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's a big fella. Yeah. We compare it to like a five two Jen Walters. A little slim. Like she's a slim little thing, you know, I think it's a it it does the job well. But but you're in you're you're really loving. I am absolutely loving She-Hulk and I can't wait to see what they do with her in the future because I do think she's going to turn up in movies. She has to, dude. She's just too fucking likable. She has to look better than dude. The CGI has got to be better. Hey, listen, they did it with Hulk. They made him look a little bit better. If you go back and look. He never looked, but he never looked bad. He never looked bad. bad. But but then again, they're not putting MCU movie. True. Finances into this series, and they haven't been treating their. Uh, apparently, their their uh, effect artists are not getting treated the best. And think about how the Hulk looked when he was just like Hulk Smash, right? Oh man, the Avengers. Let's just go with the Avengers because that's when we got the Mark Ruffalo version of the Hulk. Yeah, but now he's talking like this, and he's got the faces, and he looks like Mark. Oh, you know they're I mean? comfortable. They're, he they looks have him a lot. on file. Hey. They have everything on file for him now. How you doing, Fuzzball? And he got his yeah. face all like he just looks like Mark Ruffalo now. So I think Fantastic. that eventually, as She Hulk, you know, evolves, they're going to make her look a lot better. But God damn it, if she's not one of the best characters in the MCU, I love this show. She's and freaking I, great. I'm bummed out. I mean, you know, I Ben and I were doing a bit of a little bit of ranking. And there are great shows. They're they're really great shows. But I think I don't know. I'm just going to go top three off the top of my head. Yes, I will say right now, Loki didn't grab me like it grabbed a lot of people. But I think okay. that Loki is important going forward because of the whole Kang. I have not watched finished Loki yet. Okay, yeah, because of the whole Kang Dynasty stuff that's going to happen. Yeah. I think that's going to be very important. Loki is going to play into it. Is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I was fighting back a burp. If I'm being honest, ladies and gentlemen. But upon rewatch, I've rewatched uh-huh. a couple of them. Uh, I really found Falcon and the Winter Soldier to be super entertaining, dude. Like I, I liked that one way better on the second watch. If, even if he, even if he was talking like this most of the time. Hey, listen, I'm just trying to be like you. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, I don't mind it. Do you know what I mean? I think that it was actually it's it's still really good, but it's an Anthony Mackie situation. So, dude, um, dude. but I but I do rank it higher up there. 
And I'm still a big fan of WandaVision only because I think that they took big risks on that one. They really did something that I haven't seen yet in another show like that. The whole, you know, different decades and just the way that you're like, what the shit is going on with the show and how it all kind of wrapped up where it took Wanda, where it's yeah. going to possibly take her later. You know, we got the whole Hagatha or Agatha rather Harkness that dude. What's like, that? why are people so excited for that show? I personally am not. But again, I wasn't really excited about She-Hulk. And now that I know that the MCU is doing comedy like this, I'm like, bring that shit on. I like yeah. laughing. Sue me. I like laughing at, totally at MCU. Understand. You I know? totally understand. All right. Well, I, I put, I put, I think my, I don't even know what my top three shows are. Hawkeye too, bro. Sorry. I want to make, I want to oh, get some props see? to Hawkeye. I forgot about Hawkeye. I like that. Hawkeye I was that. way better than it should have been. And Haley Steinfeld is fantastic. She was good. And I also put for me, like, what if is higher up than Falcon and Winter Soldier? I was way more entertained. Ben and I were talking about what if, but and yes, it is a Marvel series on Disney Plus, but we actually took that one out of the mix only because it's it's a hypothetical situation. I know it's still a series, and we can watch it, and there's going to yeah. be a second I think series. Everything's hypothetical because there's no real things. Exactly. I, I'm yeah. saying if you're applying it to the lore of MCU so far, the canon rather, it's just a hey. You know, it says it in the fucking title. What if this happened? You know, and and it's cool, but and also because it's animated, we we took it out of the fold. Huh. But that's yeah. just us. We're weird that way. That's fair. I I think uh I do believe I'm hearing rumblings of a zombie thing. Yeah, the Marvel Zombies is supposed to be happening at some point. Problem is deceased, deceased, they're also they also might be doing something. I like that. DC, more like DC, am I right? That's what's yeah. Done. And I hear that. I hear that that book is good. That their the comic series is good. And I'm like, okay, it's gonna be the first one to pull the trigger. And man, DC is not really great at doing. Well, let's see what Black Adam does. Maybe we'll they all of a sudden are really good at movies. I'm looking forward to Shazam, the second Shazam. I am looking forward to Shazam. Um, I'm looking forward to finding out what the hell's happening with Cavill because. If he's not Superman, I'm done. I'm just done. Keep talking, Steve. I'm going to pull something up real quick. You might be yeah, interested in this. Yeah, because it's sounding like he's not in. You know, and that worries me. Because if he's in another... he, I, In my opinion, he was the best they had. Because I loved... Uh, remember, I really like Batman versus Superman. And I really like the uh, Justice League. And my thing is like, well, then what are you guys looking for? This is good. If this is not good enough for you DC fans... I don't know what y'all are looking for, man. Like, this is this is good. Now, they do still have to kind of deal with the Ezra Miller thing, because if they're still going to release that movie, Ugh. woo, and they have to because it's, but did you see the trailer for the for Batgirl it made out? I did see some of it. I liked it. Seeing Keaton was like, yo. I thought it looked very Schumacher. Very much, but seeing the old Batmobile, you're just like, Jesus, dude. And and Keaton looked great, and then seeing D'Onofrio, bro. Was it D'Onofrio? I think it was D'Onofrio. What? No, no, no. It wasn't D'Onofrio. It was my boy. Um, uh, uh, Bre- not Brandon. Was my boy from that that we all love? That's from the uh, Mummy. Oh, uh, sorry. I just pulled up what I was looking for. Uh, 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 God damn it. I'm sorry. I know I can see his damn face. Damn Brendan, Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Sorry. See, I had Brendan to get with Fraser. the program for a second. I'm like, Brendan, he, this is going to be a. And remember, everyone said, oh, it's not going to hit the light of day. Now the trailer did it. And now the movie has been seen on the lot. And people are being like, it's not bad. 
it's not a bad movie compared to what DC has put out before. It's not bad. All right, I got something for you. Go for it. So on Twitter, do you happen, uh, have you heard of My Time to Shine Hello? I have not. Follow them. Okay. Or him or her, whoever they may be. Uh, Follow them because there's a lot of like spoilers there. Unless you don't want the spoilers, but it gives you an idea of speculation that's going on. And usually they're pretty accurate Uh, to give full... To give full credit, I got this. I, I hadn't heard of them, and I heard this on Pop Culture Leftovers, but I have been okay. following ever since. Uh, My Time to Shine Hello tweeted 17 hours ago. Yes, Henry Cavill. Oh, by the way, like I said, they give a lot of spoilers, usually like around like Comic-Con time and stuff like that, D23, you know, and, and like I said, they're usually pretty close. Not always correct, but pretty close a lot of the time. So My Time to Shine Hello tweeted on uh, see, 17 hours ago. Yes, Henry Cavill is back. He has the classic suit with the Williams score and he says, we need to talk about Black Adam or we need to talk Black Adam. That's what it says here. I call it Bladam. Bladam. And then it says uh, five hours ago, he post or they post a picture of Cavill and see. it says uh, Unite 12. This is from the this is from the Justice League. But anyway, uh, post a picture of Cavill. It says Cavill's suit looks a lot like this one. Uh, also, the Williams name is very noticeable and plays over the credits as well. Let's see here. Henry. Enrique Cavill. Enrique? Let's see. Uh, let's see here. Okay, that's one. Okay, that's two. What are you talking about? Okay, I'm seeing all the confirmations. Oh, gotcha. Oh, shoot. Oh, he's still a thing? I thought he got fired. Who's um, that? You know, you got to keep us in tune with what's going on here, Steve. Uh, You're in your head. It looks like this is real. I think it's real. And if it's not, I'm still willing to believe it is only because of, you know, my time to shine hello. I think that they're worth at least paying attention to. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be upset. But it makes it exciting. If it it does happen, I will say this. I'm going to give, I'm going to put this down in writing. If he's in Black Adam and they kept it under wraps this long, I'm going to give DC all the credit. Got to give DC some points for this one. For real, because they're kind of like letting it, oh, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. If they kept it under wraps, but I will also say this, the only reason the MCU couldn't do this is because they're so popular that somebody would have leaked it. DC can do this because no one's really looking. It's not like with Marvel. So if they keep this under wraps and at the end of Black Adam, he shows up, yeah. let me tell you something, bro. And I also think this time, get Cavill into Shazam. Please. Get him in that freaking movie because we want to see a laughing smile. Christopher Reeve was like fun. Yeah. Let's have a fun Superman. And, and you know the thing, thing, the thing is too, with the DC crew of people, let's say, let's leave out Momoa and... I'll even, I'm not saying I'm giving her acting credit, but I'm going to go ahead and leave out Gal Gadot too. Okay. Other than those two, I'm not truly seeing a lot of enthusiasm coming out of these actors. No, but Henry Cavill is like me, pick me, please. I'll do it. Let's do it. Let me, let's go ahead and get this. What you want to do somewhat of a different, let's go ahead and do that. Just put me back in this role. So I got to give him credit for that because I think he loves it. And I can't blame, like some people have said that his acting is a little wooden sometimes. I think I might have been one of those people, but I am one of those people that loved Man of Steel. I really like that movie, Yeah, dude, it's so good. And it's like, if you can just do that again, I'll be happy. But if you give him some Christopher Reeve-like ability, which I think he's capable of doing, of of, uh, portraying rather, I think it's going to be good, dude. And I'm going to have to give DC all the props if he shows up in Black Adam. 
You know, if I'd be fired from DC. If I was in charge of DC, do you know who I would have direct the freaking movie? Who's that? Gwendolyn fucking Christie? Stop it. <laughs> Although, not for real. I would honestly, I'd have the director from Deadpool. I'd be like, make him fun. Not silly, but make him, make him fun. And you have all... Sean, was it Sean Stevens? Is that who you're talking about? Sean, uh, Sean... I follow him on Twitter. I should probably Melby know. It's the guy that Kelly. did Wayne. He's the guy Sean? that did Wayne. What's his name? Sean. I think it's Sean Stevens. Hold on. I'll Is tell it? you right now. But I knew a Sean Stevens, so that's where I might be. Uh, uh, Sean Simmons. I apologize. Sean Simmons. I would have him Props do Props to it. Sean Stevens, who I haven't seen since my senior year in high school. Because <laughs> most, the direct, he's not going to be like, I'm going to make him Deadpool. They'd be like, I know how to make funny stuff, and I will at least make him likable and fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee people will be like, this is the Superman I believe in. Like doing a bunch of like, whoops, like doesn't want something to fall on somebody, but like, yeah. I'll be right back for you mm-hmm. and go do. That's fun where he's like, I got to juggle these things. And but if you make him, I don't think uh, I really don't think Henry Cavill's wooden at all. He was fantastic in uh, Mission Impossible. He was not agreed. wooden no, at all. You know, so I think he's only working with what they give him. Sure. That's what I was going to say. I think it's all script related for yeah. sure. He's and the writing there. admittedly has not been super strong with DC. It just hasn't. And I don't think Affleck is against coming back. I think Affleck is against the bullshit. That's what, and here's what I will say. He probably ain't in a hurry to leave the house. He's, he's got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, he is... Here's what I will say. Okay. Here, here's what I'm going to say, dude. And maybe I'm wrong. I hear she's terrible, by the way. TikTok, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what the worst thing you can do to somebody is give them exactly what they asked for. And I think he's like, oh, but we had great times. Boy, hindsight can woo, I'm make not you following. Like, huh? I'm not following. I don't think. This is so mean. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. You said TikTok and I immediately went to the app. I understand exactly what you're getting at. Yes. And that's mean because I want I want everyone to be happy. Sure. But when you start doing the rose colored glasses for all these years. Yeah. And then you end up living with somebody like, oh, that's right. You do that. Have you always chewed like that? (laughs) And on top of that, dude, I'm a man that likes to make my own opinions. Yes. But at the same time, over the course of the last 20 years, I've heard so many instances of people saying that she's just a horrible fucking person. Rude, you know, an elitist. Uh, I hear she eats children, Steve. I hear she eats children in a pizza downstairs in a pizza place. She eats children. No, I'm just kidding. But I hear she's just a terrible, rude, you know, she thinks she's bad. And I don't know. Maybe she's a wonderful person. But I've heard that so many times. I tend to believe there's a little bit of truth. TikTok, bro. A little something, you know. But but Ben went back for a reason. Bro, because rose-colored glasses. You're always, what what if? I bet you he was watching Selena. And he was like, fuck. Hey, what's you know? Where's my number? Where's my phone at? Real quick here. I mean, two six nine four five seven. Yo, she got a divorce. What's happening, girl? Hey, listen, I'm just watching you and Selena right now. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to, you know, you know, read my mind, girl. But anything for Selena, you know what I'm saying? So just go ahead and give me a call. This is Ben. Bye. That's what I think happened. Maybe. Have you seen Selena? By the way, I have not seen Selena. Dude, you're weird. I don't Sorry, think she can I love act, you. Dude. My I first insult. I, you know, I don't know. 
but I fell in love with Jennifer Lopez that movie. I'll tell you that much. And yeah. every and I think it's a Mexican thing. No, uh, I, I know for sure. It's Selena is as much a Mexican thing as The Wiz is a black thing. Like we just watched that movie. But they could act in that movie. I don't think Jennifer Lopez can act, dude. She won me over in Selena, bro. I yeah, I have I have my I have an idea of why. But I'm just saying I like the movie and I watch it every single time. You know, one time I was at lunch, uh-huh. uh, you know, from work, I was on lunch break and I actually ended up coming back 10 minutes late because I had got into the movie and forgot. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was sitting having enjoying some lovely Thai food by myself in a moment where I needed a little bit of solitude and so they, they put Selena on. So I was, yeah, I, 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 uh, I blame external forces for my tardiness. I didn't know you liked. I didn't know you liked that movie. It's just oh. one of those movies I'll watch. It's everyone has those movies that they'll watch over and over and over again. Oh, and Selena dude. falls into. For me, it's like Heat. If Heat comes on in the like, I was like, let me watch a few minutes of this. Yeah, but Heat's dope. Like, I'm Jesus. talking like a guilty pleasure kind of a movie. Oh, do I have a guilty? You do. What? I don't know, but I guarantee you do. You're too sensitive. Oh, I know what it is. No, what? it's not. No, it's not guilty though. Oh shoot! When they, Harry oh, met Sally, what, what you were no, about to say? No, Nacho Libre. Okay. I love Natural League. Okay, fair enough. There it is. My son and I will, will watch it, and I can quote that movie. I have the same affection for a movie called uh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Have you ever seen this movie? I have seen the, the video, the, the cover for it. It's so funny, Steve. I got, I'm going to check it, watch that. That movie is ridiculous, but I, I guarantee you're going to. It is one of the funniest movies I have personally ever seen. I laugh every single fucking time that movie. I've seen it who knows how many times. I just roll tears I in my eyes. Watch that movie. Oh shoot! No, my uh, my guilty pleasure is Mystery Men. I liked Mystery Men. Not, I wasn't a huge fan, but I did like it. So I, I, you know, it's funny. I've talked to a few people that are just like, "Oh no, that's not a bad. That's a funny movie." I'm like, but I feel oh. that way about most Ben Stiller movies. What was that one with him and Edward Norton? Couldn't. Oh, uh, with wait, the priest or something? yeah, the priest. That's right. I, I don't that know, was but a good I know movie. The, it's fine. I like all of his movies. It's well, not all of them, but I like a lot of Ben Stiller movies. I have nothing against the guy, but it's. Uh, uh, I wasn't. I was one of the few people that were not into something about Mary. I like that one. I thought I it was. I was like, it's okay. It I was mean, of its time, nineties. You know. I like the beef above the Franks. I thought that was funny. I get the beef above the Franks. I thought that was funny, uh, but other than that, I'm like, it was okay because it was a time where like. We still had Jim Carrey, and I'm like, this is kind of. We still have Jim Carrey. I know, but he was doing that wild, zany. Let me tell you something. Yes. Alrighty then, dude. He was. I will say, man, he was a special person. (laughs) He really was. (laughs) He was a special type of. There was a recent picture of him and Tommy Davidson chilling, having lunch. I'm like, oh, they're still like hang out. (laughs) That's cool. Man, dude, that was a special time. But yeah, Ben Stiller, he's he's not. I mean, everything. Like Dodgeball. That's hilarious, man. That's a funny movie. That really is a good one. I love Okay, 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 okay. Dan. We got it. We, we have gotta, a horror movie we got to talk about. Well, we have a horror series we have to talk about. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it's fresh huh? off the freaking stove, ladies and gentlemen. We actually waited impressive. to record this so we could be one of the first. For once, the heroes step up and we're one of the first. You think about that. I know we're you're impressed. More like heroes, heroes of noise. Herpes of noise. I know. <laughs> Every time. I read, I, you know, I realized that when you first said it, I'm like, Jesus, we are. We I have right typed, now. I have tweeted that, almost tweeted, I should say, so many times. Because that yes. O and that P, I think they do that shit on purpose too. Oh, did you get to the herpes scene in the, the show? Of, the, of what we're talking about now? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I've up to, I'm up to uh, episode three, but I am drawing okay, a blank. Okay, never mind. Maybe I watched a little bit. I think you went a little bit further. It's so funny, man. There it's, okay, what are we talking about, Dan? We are talking about The Midnight Club that actually just dropped on Netflix today. Yes. And it is the latest... Hold on a second here, my friend. It is the latest Mark Flanagan joint. I'm going to call it a joint, Steve. Do you think Mark Flanagan calls his work a joint? Of course. Ever since Spike Lee, he's like, I got to do that too. Did I say Mark or Mike? Because there is a Mark Flanagan too, but I know it's Mike, Mike Flanagan. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. start again just in case I said Mark because uh, that's a completely different person. But Mike Flanagan, uh, it's created by Mike Flanagan and Leah Fong, uh, stars Samantha Sloyan, Zach Guilford, uh, Igby Rigney. I love that name, by the way. That's a hell and of a, name, uh, a slew of other folks. And also, Steve... A very someone that we really should mention that I didn't recognize right at first, Heather Langenkamp. Uh huh. You know I didn't recognize her. Yeah. I did not recognize her. Gail recognized her, and I was like, "Oh shit, it is, huh?" But uh, who? Gail, uh, Gail Heather, recognized her. She. I was really impressed by her. <laughs> but we did go like like what? we've seen. We just saw uh, what was it? I can't remember. A couple of Halloween's ago, when the Nightmare on Elm Street was playing in the theater, she went with me to see that, so she knows what's up. But um. Heather Langenkamp, who, if you don't know her name, she plays Nancy in the original, well, in a couple of them, actually, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series. She's in this here. And I I think they're going to give, all I say right now is that I think they're going to give her, uh, like, her role is going to be a lot bigger than what it is right now. I think there's something obviously going on with her. Now, she might be, I'm probably getting ahead of myself here, but, like, if you look at something like, say, American Horror Story, mm-hmm. you know how they always had, is that what it's called, American Horror Story? I didn't watch that show, but. The one that had like Jessica Lang in it for like several seasons. Yes. It's one of those situations. I think that they keep putting her into different. I'll explain what's going on here, but they keep putting her in different situations. And I have a feeling that her, she's going to be a huge component to whatever the end game is of this show. But um, yeah, the Midnight Club, the Midnight Club follows a group of five terminally ill patients at Bright Cliff Hospice who begin to gather together at midnight to share scary stories. I'm going to say right off the bat, Steve, that I think that the stories that I have seen so far, particularly, I think it was the second one, which had to do, I'm not going to give any spoilers because this just came out, but it had to do with the Irish character telling the story about the two people. Oh, dude. That right there in itself could have been a, a straight up bottle episode. Just that. Yes. Just that. And so this isn't like an anthology but it gives me anthology vibes because, again, like I previously stated, all of these teenagers are terminal and they're meeting at night. Once they get their little, you know, their little click together, they're meeting at night to, and by the fire at this long table to basically just tell. I'm not entirely sure what's going on just yet. Like maybe you can fill me in. I'm not entirely sure why they're doing this, but that's what they're doing. And they're, they're telling these stories, these really grand horror stories by the firelight every night at midnight and some, the couple of these stories that I've seen so far have been really good, but on top of the stories, you know, by themselves, there's a whole other thing going on with this here. And it's, um, it is very Mike Flanagan. It is, um, like if you've seen midnight mass, for instance, Mm-hmm. I know that originally you had given it some, and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but you'd kind of made a comparison to that. Yes. I don't know if I necessarily see that, but it definitely has that Mike Flanagan feel. And what I like about it, <clears throat> excuse me, is that it's doing like they're because it's kind of dangerous sometimes to do it. Like, let's just do an all teen show. Like, it's yes. going to be fine for a certain demographic of people, but it doesn't always translate well for older folks like us, I think. And for some reason, this is working very well. He's just definitely got a nice writing style, uh, you know, um, 
I don't know if he's like full writing credits on this, but he's definitely no. As a matter of fact, he's not because this is based on a book. But he's just got this way of making film that I don't know, man. It really works with me, and I'm totally into this right now. It's really good. Like I, I don't know about you, but I have found that even though we have Shutter and we've got the theater, there hasn't been a ton of horror coming out this year. No, I don't no, know if that's yeah. just me. Quality horror, let's say that. And I can't even say that this is going to end up being a quality horror story. But what I can tell you folks is that so far this shit's got me locked in and I really want to know what the hell's going on and where this is going. And uh, the characters are all great. There's a little bit of cliche going on with one of the characters named uh, Anya, who I was just talking about. She's this Irish character because every teenage show, angsty show has to have the one like uh, the tough the tough person. Of course, of course. Oh, you want to hang out with us and you know that person, the whole yes. they're not antagonists, but they're very contrary to the protagonist and eventually I'm sure they're going to come around and be a very important part of the story. But it does have that cliche of the tough chick. You know, uh, Paper Girls was another series that had the tough chick too. And it, it doesn't matter, it could be a tough guy, but it's just a very cliche character. And I'm not even like willing to like throw that into like like a critique for this show. So far I'm in Dude, I am, for me, this is, at the first episode, I was like, okay, what are we, do? like, where is this going? It Like, they really take their time getting to where they need to go. Yeah. And, you know, you get to meet her, her dad, her, you know. Foster dad. Foster dad. And, you know, because I knew she, I knew something was up when she was like Tim or Tom. When you called her, I was like, oh, that's a first name situation. Okie dokie. Um, but I thought it was once we get to where we're going, I think I was still on the fence and I was like, well, let's see where this goes. But man, when you're in, when they get going, just like Midnight Bass, that's yeah. why I was saying I'm, I'm, I'm comparing it to that because it's like, once they get going, it just is like, okay, welcome to the show. And it's just a fun the idea of what the Midnight Club is, I have a feeling is going to change. Like, I, I really love what the Midnight Club is. And I said, you know, even if you're not sick, I would love to have that thing where ever so often people just get around a table and like, all right, who's got what? And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I, I thought it was really fun. I love all that. I love it. Mom Benson is long. I mean, she's fantastic, dude. And... um all these, all these act. I've never. Have you seen other than Amon Benson? She was in Black AF. I've only. I haven't really seen a bunch of episodes, but I knew I recognized her. And Zach Guilford from um, uh, uh, Saturday, Friday Night Lights. But other than, and obviously, you know, my girl from um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Other than that, I really didn't recognize anybody. I don't recognize I like, anyone in this outside of uh, uh, Heather Langenfeld. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah dude. I was like, huh. Is there, are these, I love that they made these kids where something you don't recognize because it's like now I only know them for this midnight club. Mm -hmm. Like, the, and it's, and they're all, I would say all of them are doing a fantastic job. They're, they're really good. And I just think, I think since it's dropping today, people are going to be talking about it. Cause I've seen on Twitter where other directors are like, people, wait till you guys see midnight. <laughs> they're like, watch this show. He did it again. Flanagan is a he's he's got a I'm, thing, bro. He's got a thing, dude, and he's he's kind of riding this thing out. Um, I have a feeling that if he decides to start, you know, really having a universe, 
he can do. He absolutely. Can, I would love to see a Flanagan universe because I, you know, and so yeah, I would say this is a really good show. I can't wait to see where it goes and uh, what happens. Like I'm in. I'm in for yeah. sure. I'm in. Absolutely, man. Uh, I want to read something to you. So maybe you guys are wondering why we know what we know about this already. We didn't wake up this morning to watch three episodes. We do get screeners and we do talk about them from time to time. This is one of those times. But I want you to know what I get. <clears throat> so I get a screening letter with that. And you get this too, Steve. You get the screening letter for all of the screeners that are coming out through Netflix. And if you go on to their extra link that they have, it's going to tell you it's going to it'll break down things like on the first page. It'll just tell you straight up. Yes. Get used to it after a while. But it'll say mm-hmm. like spoilers. Do not release these spoilers before the embargo or whatever. And it'll say stuff like and, and I'm just making shit up. But like uh, it'll give you a spoiler or say like, you know, this person is this person's father in episode three. Don't say anything yes. or so and so dies at this one. What I liked about this and I have yet to see this. It says under spoilers, it says plot twists. I've never seen this plot twists. So good. We didn't want to ruin them for you by writing them here. So you have an extra link you have to go to, to find out the plot and I'm not doing it. Obviously I don't want to do that. Nope. Nope. So yeah, I'm very much on board with this. I am craving horror right now. It's October. We genuinely, you know, like we slowed down a little bit as far as our recording goes, but genuinely what we're doing in October is we're just knocking out a shit ton of horror. And so it's been a little bit slower lately. Like I I still have yet to see smile. I want to go see that. Um, Hellraiser's going to be coming out pretty soon. I'm very excited about that one. But for now, I'm very happy that I do have a series to kind of chomp on and that you guys are going to be able to follow along with this too. And I'm very, again, very curious what you guys think because I think that Mike Flanagan's kind of like a, uh, he's becoming like a horror genius if he's not already there. I don't necessarily like everything that he's done. I didn't care for the second uh, Haunting series. I liked the first one. Second one was not good. But after that, he's got a pretty fantastic track record. And a lot of people would disagree with me and say that the second Haunting was good too. So if you're into Flanagan, if you liked Midnight Mass, check this out. It's super entertaining. Uh, We didn't rate it though, did we? Should we rate it yet? Because it's not really. uh, I'll wait till we end it. A rating. Let's give a rating so far. We don't even need to get kooky with, with, uh, you know, goofy stuff. What, What do you give it? Three out of five. So far, out of three yeah, episodes. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting three out of five. You're giving it a three out of five? Yeah. Uh, I will give you a three out of five as well because we just don't know what's going to happen yet. But I will say that, you know, like I said, what I just read to you about the whole plot twist and everything, that's yes. very encouraging to me. And so I can see myself going with a higher rating on this one. All right. Dan, I have a quiz for you. Let's do this, dude. All right. So, Dan, what I did was, since we're in the horror, spooky time of the year, I decided to look up, hey, what sort of horror movies were based on true stories? Okay. And so I call them boo stories. Boo stories. I'm going to give you what... (laughs) What I'm going to do is give you the synopsis of the true story, and you have to tell me what horror movie spawned from it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. This movie was made from a series of newspaper articles from the Los Angeles Times about a strange phenomenon where young Asian refugees would mysteriously die in their sleep. It is reported that many would refuse to sleep, citing terrifying nightmares that they would fear lead to death. It was in Cambodia in the middle. It was in, it was a phenomenon in Cambodia. What the director said was in the middle of the night, they heard screams and crashing. They ran into the room. And by the time they got to one of these people, he was dead. They had an autopsy performed and there was no heart attack. They had just died for unexplained reasons. They found it in his closet 
with a Mr. Coffee Maker full of hot coffee that he'd used to keep awake. And they also found all his sleeping pills that they that he had taken or that they thought that he had taken. He had spit them back out and hidden them. That made this director think, maybe there's a movie there. What movie is it? I'm go with Nightmare on Elm Street. Bingo. Nicely done. I'm going to say this. Thank you for the hint. Personally, I would have left out the whole sleeping pills thing. Can't do it. But then again, I probably wouldn't have got it so quickly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's only, you can't sit there and like, uh, it's this and nothing. You'd be like, no, you have to, you want people to be able to guess it. Right. Otherwise, they're like, well, that could be anything in the world. Who knows? Okay, well, but, I'm in so far. All right, here we go. Okay. All right. This movie was based on events that terrify, terrorized the Lutz family. In 1975, the family moved to 112 Ocean Avenue, where, unbeknownst to them, Ronald DeFeo Jr. had brutally mur- murdered his family 13 months before. While their new home, while in their new home, the family claimed they, they saw green slime on the walls, red-eyed pigs, and after less than a month, the Lutz left. What movie was this from? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I didn't do it the first time, and I never do this for me. There we go. Hmm. This is quite the question, Steve. I'm going to pretend that I'm thinking harder about it than I actually am <laughs> because of the music. Uh-huh. Now, you say that this... When did this occur? 1975. 1975. All right. Well, if I go That's- back and I think about movies... It wasn't necessarily in that year. No, no, no. I understand yes. that. But if I think about movies that have a similar family dynamic, uh, can you please just give me the, the the last little, you know, the the the, the okay. meat potatoes of what the guy did? One more time. What? Okay. Uh, Ronald DeFeo Jr. had brutally murdered his family 13 months before they arrived. Got it. Okay. And while the new family was in their home, the family claimed they saw green slime on the walls. And red-eyed pigs staring in their kitchen and living room. Okay, so I might confuse you on this one here, but I'm going to go ahead and just try something. Um, let's see. Have we seen several... I'm making this fun for the for the audience. Steve. Have we seen several uh, versions Yes, of this movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, does it involve... A later version involve a Canadian actor? Yes. Is he strikingly handsome to the point where you want to punch him in the face? Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's Ryan Reynolds, Steve, and I'm going to do my final answer right now, which is Amityville Horror. Beautiful, Dan. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because it could have been one of two. Uh, Second one for bonus? No, I would have said either uh, Poltergeist or Amityville Horror. Yeah, okay. Well, but you threw in the whole murder in the family thing. Sure did. That's what it was. For you. All right, here we go. Okay. So you're two at two. Two Yes, I'm doing okay so far. All right, now this movie was loosely based on the convicted murder and grave robber Ed Gain, who, during the 1950s, killed women and unearthed corpses in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He There's also, a Slayer song about him. And here's the thing. He also fashioned human skin into keepsakes and knickknacks, such mm-hmm. as face masks, belt, and chair coverings. Now, this person made the movie based on Gaines, but changed the character from a grave robber and a murderer into a serial killer. What movie was this? All right. Hmm. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to make this really stressful. This is a Steve. little bit more tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Ed Gein mm-hmm. was a uh, a man that would, uh, like I said, Slayer made a song about him. Uh huh. He would dance with the dead, as he as they put it here, and he uh-huh. and the song was called Dead Skin Mask. Yes. Okay. So if I think about a dead skin mask, uh-huh. I have two choices to go with. You do. My first choice, of course, would probably be the wrong one, but it's going to be Jim Carrey sitting at uh, <laughs> Medieval Times <laughs> with chicken on his face saying, no. Silence of the Lambs, which yes. I know is not the movie. So the movie that I'm going to go with for my final answer, Steve, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I will give you another try. Really? Yes. I was for sure. I was ready to hit the applause button and everything. I know you were. Okay, well, shit. Now you got me on that one. Uh-huh. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Hmm. Okay, I admit, my cockiness kicked in right there, and I was like, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, before I even hit the suspense music. Uh, Uh One more time with the meat potatoes. All right. He fashioned human skin into Mm -hmm. tiny keepsakes and knickknacks, such as face mask belts and chair coverings. Could it be Silence of the Lambs? No. Oh, shit. Okay, that was my second choice. Both Uh, of those were also sort of based on his story. Okay. There's a third. So I'm kind of right, but I'm wrong. Yes. Okay. Um, I know it's going to be one of those. Oh, my God. Why didn't I guess it? Uh, hold on. When I finish the story, you're going to immediately get it. Yeah, I just was throwing it back on because now it's genuine suspense. Um, can I have a hint? Yes, Is that possible? Can. We're making this the game. The novelist name that who, uh, who wrote the book, the original book, is called Robert Block. Ooh. I work with a Robert Block. He's a oh, doctor. He's a radiologist. B-L-O-C-H. Shout out to Robert Block in radiology. Great B-L-O-C-H. body doctor. And if yeah, he's B-L-O-C-K. But if you ever having some liver problems, have him read your stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, props to Robert Block. Nicest radiologist there. Uh, I you give, you give I, up. I think I give up because if you don't have any other hints, then I think All I'm right, done. All right, I will give you his such as face mask belts. Uh, the novelist Robert Block based Bates on Gaines. But changed the character from a grave robber and murder into a serial killer who dressed like his mother. Oh, okay. You now okay. There we go. <laughs> Did Jamie Lee Curtis come out of this? No, oh, no, it's Psycho. I know, but uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom was the woman in Psycho. That's oh, what I was getting. I didn't getting know at. that. So yes, it was Psycho, and I would have guessed that Psycho. All right, you're two out of three, Dan. This this is not bad. Okay. All right, here we go. This movie is, oddly enough, based on a 1950 article from the New York Times titled, A Saucer Floats to Earth and a Theory is Dished Up. The story follows four Philadelphia police officers who came into contact with a strange gooey material, which is now believed to be star jelly, a transparent gelatinous substance. When one of the officers tries to move the goo, it started to dissolve and evaporate. So there was nothing to show the FBI when they arrived on the scene except a spot on the ground. What movie did this inspire? What was the uh, time frame? 1950s. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe uh-huh. you can give me an answer. Go for it. Because I don't know if... I, 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 can't, I get caught up here, Steve, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm missing some things. I won't make you repeat it, but did you give me the year of when the movie came out? No, or the I decade, for that matter. I do not. Okay, the okay. Movie, yeah. So that being the case, did the movie? Uh huh. Okay. First of all, are there several different versions of this movie? 
Several, no. Or a couple. There's a few. Okay. Yes. Did it come out relatively soon after? Within a say, let's just say within a decade, did this did the movie come out? Let's find out, shall we? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with The Blob. That's it. Yeah, Nicely boy. Done, nice. I'm killing Nicely it, man. Done. Killing You're it killing. these days. Not All too right. bad. So far, three out of four. This is the last one for a bonus round. Okay. All right. This writer was inspired by the Gainesville Ripper, a.k.a. Danny Rowling, who killed a total of eight people. The Gainesville Ripper first gained notoriety in 1990 when he broke into several apartments and stabbed five students. Rowling's killings were not only violent, but he also posed the bodies in sexually suggestive positions and carefully staged the crime scenes to create maximum repulsion. He was later charged with a further three homicides. What movie did this inspire? Okay. I have a movie that I'm thinking of right away, but it doesn't necessarily fit with, you know, because you have to embellish, right? You have to expand on the story to make it your own. Absolutely. Did this movie come out in the 90s? I do believe so. Okay. It has to have. Okay. Does it star one of, I could say ours, but I'll say one of your favorite actors? Now that's interesting. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did the actor that's in, one of the actors in this movie. Yes. Have a hit movie come out this year? Have a hit Or at least a movie come out this year. What actor are you thinking? Well, that takes the fun out of it. I don't, because there's a few. Oh, man. Um, has the actor ever been in a Quentin Tarantino movie? Here's the problem. There's quite a few uh, possibilities here. Okay. Is the actor known for being incredibly good looking? Yes. Okay. Uh... One more time with the meat and potatoes, Steve. The All crime. Right, here we go. It's based on Danny Rowling, mm-hmm. who killed a total of eight people. The Gainesville Rippers just uh, first gained notoriety in August of 1990. He broke into several apartments and stabbed five students. Got it. Okay. All right. All right. I could be wrong on this one. I think I might be, but my my initial guess is going to be seven. No. Okay. All right. Well, then back to the suspense music. Okay. Can I have a hint? The hint is, um, let's see here. Everyone now knows that I think Brad Pitt's incredibly good looking, but don't we all? One of these, one of these, the stars of the movie is also a star of a massive sitcom. Currently running? No. Hmm. Hmm. This is a good one. I don't think I'm going to get this one, man. I think you might. Can I have one last hint? Really think about students. Think about younger people. Think about the age of the 90s. Hmm. Fear Street? No, this is in the 90s. So was Fear Street, but... uh... At least one of them was. You want me to give you another hint? Uh, I think people have gotten this one by now, but yeah, go ahead. The person on the front of the artwork 
was not in the movie for more than five minutes, maybe. I don't know if you ever experienced this, but sometimes you just get yourself so thinking about something <laughs> that you get completely lost. I know, dude. When I say it, you're going to lose your mind. I think I am at the point where I'm going to go ahead and just say I give up. All right. Well, let me give you the rest of it. I will say, he said, the writer Kevin Williamson was inspired by the Gainesville Ripper. And we're talking about Scream. Scream. You know what's weird? Huge Scream, sitcom. Scream, hugely popular, right? And you were talking about yes. Courtney Cox. Uh-huh. Uh, hugely popular. It is a movie that does not stay in my my wheelhouse for some reason. A ser- a franchise oh, that does not stay in my wheelhouse. That's interesting. I thought as soon as you heard Stu, and then you heard, uh, oh, uh, you know, the person on the front of the DVD cover is not in the movie very long. You're like, oh, well, that's Scream. Yeah. No, it's incredibly popular. I probably should have gotten that, but I don't know what it is about Scream. I don't dislike it. It just never stays in my head for some reason. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting, I thought when right? I said students, you're going to be like, oh, kids. No. And when you said incredibly handsome, at the time, Skeet Oldrich was the the dude. Oh, yeah, Skeet. What's going on with Skeet <laughs> these days? Yeah, he goes to a lot of these monster mania conventions. Is that you where know, he's at now? Yeah, so was John Bernthal. I thought he was bigger than... They must pay well. They have to pay well because John Bernthal's getting work. Yes, he's really actually, he's really doing well. But dude, you did a really good job, man. Thank you, man. I was really, I, I, don't, I don't think I could have gotten near one of them. No, I think so. You're a bit, you're like way more of a horror scholar than I am. Yeah, but the Ed Gain thing, dude, the only reason I thought you would get it is because Psycho was on your brain. Because of Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like, know. This is kind of a cheat because I'm like, he might just say Psycho. Um, well done, though, Steve. You are a game master for sure. I, I just you just have a game. you possess a talent that I don't have. <laughs> right. You know, right. you're a great really game fun. master. Like I spend entirely too much time on, on having because there was a few that were just so gimme that you would have been bored out of your room. Like, really? This is kind of <laughs> now I will say I thought the blob one could have gone either way because you might have been like, that could be. Oh, no, no. Uh, it could have been like creep show because of the blob thing. Like, there's a few movies that would have hit me in the brain. Thinking, For some reason, Alien popped into my head. I think it was the slime. Dude, that you know what? That would have been another good one to be like, okay, is it Alien? But you went right for the blob. That's very impressive, man. Thank you, sir. I like being impressive. It's a, it's a rare impressive. occasion when I am. Dude, this was a great show. I think so. I mean, maybe we're biased in saying so, sir, but I would have to agree with you. As far as you know, us judging our uh, past Heroes of Noise presentations i think this one is right up there sir and we learned a lot we did we did learn. it was an edutainmental show that is accurate that is accurate and guess what else is accurate we have what? more shows coming we got patreon shows up the butt this time not literally that would be painful but they're all going to be i think the month of october is going to be correct me if i'm wrong steve I, unless there's anything else going on i think the month of october is devoted to horror Horror. Yeah, for sure. So look out for more horror from us. And of course, look out for Geek Out Freak Out at the end of the month. We don't want to give you anything yet. Quite honestly, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to go, but it's always a fun ass time. It's one of my, it is probably my favorite show of the year. I know what I've been told is Dan's story this year is going to be the best he's ever come up with. Ah, So you're putting every year with the pressure, Steve. Like when Quentin Tarantino said, I think this might be my masterpiece. This is Dan. This will be my, uh, my Mag- this, this will opus. my magnum opus. This is what it's going to be. We'll see how it goes, man. Like I, <laughs> I don't know. Like I really want to do this, and I'm a little inspired prior um, 
what I was going to say is because of some prior conversations that we recently had, I'm a little inspired right now. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably get to work because that other one literally came out an hour before we started recording. That was so good. So we'll see what happens. That was so good, dude. Thank you. Thank you. There's not much, there's not much that I like, you know, pat myself on the back for, but I think as far as pulling something out of my ass and giving it sound effects and shit, I think I did a pretty good job that time. And y'all might want to start sending in your horror, the, the true horror stories you've gone through. Yes. Now. Yes. That's a good idea. Let's think about that just for a second before we go. And I like that, Steve, please expand on this. We'll give them all the information. Well, last, the last time we did this, we actually got a very interesting wolf story. Do you remember that wolf story? I remember a dog story. It wasn't a wolf. Are you Maybe talking I about Mr. A, werewolf. a Canadian situation? Templeman's wolf story was bonkers. Was it a wolf? I'm Maybe it was a dog. I feel like it was a dog. And I still go back and forth with, I think he might have had a concussion. And he I, didn't actually see it. I think that he might have been tripping on shrooms in the, in the forest. That might have been. Because that was, when we stopped that story, we were like, whoa, that was. Wasn't expecting that. Not at all. And I know, you know, Bucks could always send in his uh, mystery, crazy voice in his earphone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bucks, I know you're listening, sir. Are you going to use that idea? You know what I'm talking about, right? I really hope you do, because now is the time to do it. And that's all I'm going to say. I'll tell you, Steve, right afterwards. All right, people. I love you guys. The next voice you're going to be hearing is Danathan the Manathan. I'm out. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, do you want to get a hold of the show? I think you do. And I think this is what you should do. You should contact us. We are the Heroes of Noise. My name is Dan. That is Steve. Welcome to the contact info portion of the show, which happens to be at the end this time, which is a little bit unusual, but we're going to go ahead and go with it. Should you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. Steve, one more time for the people that weren't listening. What's the address? For I was off the mic. I know you were, and that's why I did that. It's Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. He thinks I don't know him by now. And if you want to hit us up at Twitter, it's at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public. Guaranteed you can reach me. I'm not doing shit for the next month. And of course, Steve, if he's not off mic, you can reach him at SE underscore Hudson Music. And if you want to get all of it wrapped up into one beautiful Heroes of Noise bow, go to www.heroesofnoise.com and check it out. There you can check out all of the previous shows. You can leave us a voicemail. And believe me, folks, those are rare. They're few and far between this is the perfect time to do it you may have heard steve talking about the ghost stories and all that stuff uh you can hit us up on everywhere there are podcasts and i'm gonna go ahead and stop because the music stopped ladies and gentlemen this is the heroes of noise dude you know what i'm thinking about doing what's that i might put those oh no 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 ruin it never mind i was gonna put them up on our page but no i want them to listen to the to the quiz first and then get them there you go there you go uh one thing i will say real quick steve we didn't really talk about it but i think we'll just leave them with this and maybe we can talk about it later. Send in some emails if you disagree with us. Oh, we're still on? Yeah. Oh, shoot. No, I'm with you. Don't worry. That's why I'm I'm, I'm, I'm driving this ship, Steve. You would know this if you didn't walk away from the fucking microphone every four seconds. <laughs> I, thought, I didn't know. I thought we were done. Jesus Christ. You're like, Christ. how was that for a ramble? I'm like, he wouldn't say that on the mic. No, I just, I just did because I'm bearing my soul, Steve. And you're oh, bearing see. your an inability to stay in a seat for more Jesus than four seconds. Christ. <laughs> so with that, we're going to go ahead and I'll just say this. House of the Dragon needs to get their shit together at this point. A, can you please lighten up, like, like literally lighten up the visuals? It's so fucking dark. Last episode, I couldn't see a goddamn thing. And my TV's broken, so it's really not any better. And on top of that, maybe it's because I'm watching Game of Thrones, but... Hot D, you got a, you have a great name. You've got a fantastic nickname that I'm still trying to embrace. 
you got to get with it, man. Let's give us more action. I'm sick of all the politics. Yeah, all right. Quit dragging. Quit dragging. <laughs> you know, if this show was based in Fresno, it would still sound all right because we've probably got a few Targaryens here. <laughs> Look up Fresno in the Armenian population. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Steve, take us out. I love you guys so very much. I can't wait to see the, hear the, or read the emails that you guys apparently believe that you saw. I want to, seriously, if you believe that you had a paranormal experience, and we will not make fun. We will read it straight up. We might we make fun. We might a make little fun. bit. But if it's if you really believe it, send it in. We can't wait to read them. Honestly, paranormal experiences. Love y'all. Peace. For realsies, send those things in. All right. My name is Dan. And again, that is Steve. We already said this. We're the heroes of noise. We love talking to you people every single time we're on the microphone. This is no exception. People have a fantastic weekend. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. Thank you.